Now, back to the show. Thank you for staying with us on Real Presence Live. Uh, we've had a great first half hour. I'm Karen Stolensky along with Father Craig Holcalter, the pastor here at St. Anne's Catholic Church in Bismarck. Um, Festival of Praise. Festival of Praise. We got way what? more uh, wow. way more praise than my Wimbledon announcement got. <laughs> People in North <laughs> Dakota and South Dakota on Catholic Radio. Although tennis is important, it this is, is uh, of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. What a beautiful interview. Yes, what a beautiful. And we could have both of them back as we could. guests. There was so much uncharted. Gosh, yeah. Yes, they have They have so much. Half I hour wasn't long enough. No, history and all the different things that they yeah. go back. So, yes, we'll have to have them again. But we do have our, our next guest with us, um, Dr. Mary Doctor from the University of Mary. And I am pleased to say that um, Mary and I were in the Bismarck Mandan Chamber Leadership class way back when maybe we're, we couldn't remember for sure <laughs> so 2009 2010 or 11 and um just we were kind of the older than average students in that class but um what a great way to meet people and in, in our community here in bismarck so thank you for being with us today you're welcome thanks for much having me and like i said this is kind of a homecoming to come back here to saint anne so yeah. great to see you guys yeah, thank that's you great. doctor yeah so can you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself mary you have a, a pretty good history here with um, your University of Mary. I, I am. I'm actually going to be starting my 26th year, wow. which I cannot believe it. I like to tell people I started when I was about 12, but <laughs> that's not the case. Um, I've, I've been here in Bismarck for a long time. I, I got my bachelor's in physical therapy from UND. Uh, University of Mary did not have the program at that point. Um, practiced clinically in a wide variety of areas, both at Jamestown Hospital and St. Alexis. It was back at that time. Um, acute care, outpatient, home health care, you know, peds, rehab, a little bit of everything, and then kind of fell into my love of women's health, which is not an area that a lot of people knew about at that point. And uh, I remember sitting in the back office, and there was a flyer that came around that said, we're starting a PT program, anybody interested? And I, I found this out about myself. I'm kind of a say yes and ask question late, later type of person. So I, I did that. I, I like to tell people I, I couldn't have been less qualified at mm -hmm. that point. Um, but holy cow, a, a vast learning experience, kind of like the uh, hose, um, just taking it all in. I got my master's, uh, then I took a semester off, got my PhD from UND. They were coming here for a program. And so it was a lot of, a lot of schooling, a lot of learning. Um, I was with the PT program for about 12 years, and, or excuse me, about 20 years. And um, just went into this dean role then in June of 2020, which was not an outstanding time to <laughs> transition to to a new role, but uh, the St. Gianna School of Health Sciences is, is just an incredible school with, with great leaders within. I've got a pretty easy job because of the fantastic people that I've got within. Yes, certainly, awesome. uh, Dr. Doctor. You can call me Mary. <laughs> you must keep it all the time. I couldn't, when I, read, when I read the notes last night, I'm like, I can't wait to say that, and I'm on the radio. <laughs> and from University of Mary. Yes. Right? Make it easy. Mary, uh, thank you for that, and, and congratulations on 26 years, a yeah. quarter of a century. That's awesome. Um, Tell us about if you, I think it's helpful in the radio, you know, we get feedback in terms of organization and, you know, we don't want to assume anything. So if you could just give us a brief outline of, uh, I think when it comes to the medical field, PT certainly and nursing, you know, are these 
significantly long feathers in the hat of the University of Mary, right? So if you could just give us kind of an outline, because the St. Gianna name and honor is newer mm -hmm. to the university as of a couple of years ago, which is a beautiful honor, but give us like that bracket of uh, what majors are offered and what is I mean medical sciences versus like a medical school, because uh, we're not quite there, but hopefully that could be in the future. That's a, that's a thought, but yeah, our school is pretty vast. We've, we do cover almost everything except for physician studies, but we've got two arms to it. We've got the very large nursing division, okay. and that's everything from your traditional undergrad to degree completion, people who have an LPN or a two-year RN wanting to complete a four-year degree, master's, a couple of doctorate degrees, the nurse practitioner, and then an organizational leadership doctorate. So that is a vast program in itself. And uh, we've got the great problem of having a uh, huge influx of nursing students, which is fantastic because wow. I'm sure everybody knows how much they're needed. Mm -hmm. And then on the other arm of it, we've got uh, bachelor's degrees in exercise science, biomechanics, um, rad tech, respiratory care, medical lab science. We have masters in athletic training, bioethics, uh, speech language pathology, and then we have doctorate degrees in physical and occupational therapy. Okay. So a little bit more than what a lot of people expect. But yeah. the beautiful thing is we can really, and especially as you mentioned, when, when we changed and we rededicated ourselves to St. Gianna School of Health Science. So last October 4th, which would have been St. Gianna's 100th birthday, we had the rededication. We had a grand opening of our new space. We had a one-day Catholic medical professionals conference. We had St. Gianna's daughter here and she did the ribbon cutting um, and just a beautiful day and night of celebration and um, what that's allowed us all under one space is to do what they call interprofessional learning so our students learn from and with each other just as they would in the real healthcare setting so that's really evident on a couple of days per week we have a pro bono clinic for people who are uninsured or underinsured who come in. Oh, wow. And you walk by and you see, you know, PT and OT and athletic training and speech working with working with patients. It's just a beautiful wow, that is cool. it's a beautiful setting. It's kind of it kind of takes your breath away. Mm -hmm. And you know what I wanted to ask you about Mary, maybe on a more personal note, but if you're willing to share, after being so many I mean decades in the field, it must have been kind of a re did you get kind of get like another glass of cold water? Like, holy cow, here we go again. I mean, you you have you had such a footprint there, mm -hmm. and then through St. Jenna's intercession and yeah, the growth of your undergraduates, right? Of of students at University of Mary. How was that for you professionally? It must have been like okay, and now you're at the dean role at a higher leadership level. You what know, it's like you? It, it, it's been a ride. You you make me sound old when you talk about decades. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it has been a ride. I always say to my students, it, you know, those new challenges of the first few years that I came in, I've never learned so much, worked so hard, but what an invigorating, awesome time to, uh, to really learn so much about education, higher education, academics. And then as we traversed and we continue to grow, and of course, under Monsignor Shea's yes. leadership, we don't sit idle for very long. So it's just a constant evolution. And now designing the space, we're also now currently redesigning our nursing center space. And so that's, it's just a constant evolution. And having um, overall in the university, we've got 565 freshmen coming in this fall, which wow. is by oh, far the largest group we've had. So there are just new and exciting things happening up on the hill. You're, um, you know, speaking, I know you're, you're the dean of the whole school, but um, uh, you're nursing and PT, uh, highly competitive. 
right? And and it's interesting because those on the outside think there's such a demand mm -hmm. for these professions. And but you keep it at a certain level so that you can teach effectively. Do I understand that kind Correct. of basic principle? Right. Yeah. There, there's a lot of things that limit. First of all, accreditation. Um, next week we have um, PT that's getting accredited, and so it's an every ten year. Is that a big week uh, for you? It must it, be. It's our, a big week. Our home um, areas for you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so much more so for the faculty and the team. Sure. Um, I'll kind of just ride in and do my song and dance and and pray it all goes well. Um, but yeah, we've, there are certainly limitations. Clinical space, um, especially with nursing, when you look at that's what kind of contains us a little bit more. Finding finding the right faculty, making sure that we've got adequate clinical space. We don't want to just put out numbers. You know, it is certainly very important us to have well-formed students that we can wrap our arms around and make sure that they get to the end line uh, with that full formation mm -hmm. of body, mind, spirit. They're mm -hmm. academically, they are professionally ready to go. That is, uh, kind of, it's interesting, right? Because mm -hmm. you hear that time and time again, and um, there is such a need for such that need, for yes. that profession. Yep. But you want to do it well, you know. Especially, if, I mean, you're, you're you're quite literally at the bedside. Of, I mean, that's a, that's an actual image, right? It's yep. there's a there's a literal meaning to you're at the bedside of people who need that care. Yeah, absolutely. And I have to do a shout out to my nephew who went there. Um, he went into nursing. Uh, he works here at CHI San Alexis, oh, and he just received the Daisy Award. Oh, wonderful. So kudos, uh, and, you know, and a male in the nursing field as well. Congrats you to know? him. Yeah, so um, yes, kudos to the University of Mary as well, because you know what a blessing that we have that right here in our back door. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and and like you said, the need is there, yeah. and so we're really trying to do some unique things. So this next year, we we are launching our first ever nursing academy, and that was a a uh, collaborative, cooperative effort with Sanford and CHI St. Alexis, who are fully funding thirty wow. high school seniors oh. who are entering as freshmen, and they're it's not an accelerated program, but they're doing a two point six years, so it's a fall spring summer fall, spring, summer, fall, spring. And uh, those 30 students will go through together in addition to having excellent academic preparation. Uh, they're going to have an all-expense-paid trip to Europe for that pilgrimage, somewhat similar to what wow. the faculty and staff did in 2017. They will do that in the summer after their, or the summer after their first year. It really, it really, we have as a note here, and I know we're brushing up on a break, Karen, mm -hmm. but one of our notes is that alone, like that right there sets the medical program at the University of Mary apart from mm -hmm. other institutions, right? This mm -hmm. uh, is uh, not out of ego, but just out of a, like an exceptional attention to the person, mm -hmm. right? And, and per your, your uh, university, right? Uh, for life, right? I mean, you're all about acknowledging the personhood, which I think is so beautiful. There's there's so many ties in here. Mm -hmm. uh, my name is Father Father Craig Holcalter, pastor of the Church of St. Anne, along with my co-host, Karen Selensky. Uh, we are speaking with Dr. Mary Doctor, uh, the dean of the University of Mary uh, Medical School, uh, Health, Health School of Sciences. St. Gianna School of Health Science. Thank you for <laughs> there that. There we go. At, when we come back from the break, we'll get the title correct. Uh, we're going to move to a short break, but please, listeners, tune in. Uh, we'll be right back. Better and better, Karen. Good morning, listeners of Real Presence Radio. The show is getting better and better. That's it what is. I meant by that, that double word. Absolutely. I am Father Craig Holcalter, pastor of the Church of St. Anne, along with Karen Zelensky, co-hosting the Tuesday show right here at St. Anne's, just steps away from my own office, and um, a new space for us due to construction in the church. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning in, being so faithful to the radio. And if you could take that fidelity even further to the altar and pray for the mission and the apostolic efforts of Real Presence Radio, we are sincerely grateful. Uh, it's good that you can pray for us and we'll pray for you. We're speaking with this morning, Dr. Mary Doctor, the Dean of the St. Gianna School of Health Sciences on the campus of the University of Mary. Um, Mary, we spoke earlier about you becoming dean in a very unique time, June 2020. In your time of, of physical therapy, uh, teaching, and at a high level of administration, did you have that in your heart when you started this? How many ever years ago when you got into physical therapy? No, I was going to be the athletic trainer and physical therapist for the Minnesota Vikings. So, you know, a little wow. bit swayed a little bit from that path, but God leads you, I guess, to use no. your gifts in different ways. So, um, no, I didn't know I wanted to teach, but then I always think back to what did I always enjoy the most with patients, and it was patient education. Uh, I interviewed yeah. a new faculty yesterday, and we talked about the, the transition, and we're not trained as educators, but when you look back, you say, we spend probably 80% of our time in educating the patients and the families, and really when, when they leave, and if they're able to leave with knowing how to care for themselves, you know you did your job. So that certainly trans transfers to the classroom, and I also Certainly. told this faculty, I said, we can teach people how to teach, but if you are passionate about, about people, if you can develop relationships, and if you are dedicated to your profession, we can't teach that. So hopefully, I guess I've been able to have a little bit of a footprint in there. I, I certainly didn't aspire to teach. I didn't aspire to, to, to lead a program and certainly uh, wasn't, wasn't looking to become dean. But um, I also think that I have taken some steps along the way to work on my, on my leadership skills. There's, you know, certainly the education, but also some fellowship. And like Karen said, the, you know, even the chamber leadership things, learning about your community, learning good leadership skills, how to collaborate, work with a team. And, and uh, we've got a fantastic team at University of Mary, so. Mary, did you, um do you still have time in the classroom? Do you still teach? A little bit when they when they allow me in. So I, I'm excited next week. I'll get to be in there for a couple of hours. Okay. Um, you know, not as much maybe as I would like to. But I, I remember when Monsignor hired me and he said, you need to f find something that still fills your bucket. Uh, you can't just deal with the administrative so type of stuff. And um, so this morning, you know, I, I'm working on a dissertation committee for somebody. So you're still into the research, the literature. You still got to keep your, your boots to the ground as far as the profession and make sure you know what's going on. Now, you, um, you know, we spoke before the break, just the incredible growth. I mean, I remember I was in seminary when, there was, when Monsignor Shea was named president. And, and I received my master's in education from the University of Mary. And I remember... Um, it was a program hybrid, so some online, and I was able to spend some time on campus, considerable. I mean, it was uh, three, four, five weeks at a time um, in the midst of school administration, high school administration. Uh, but these numbers continue to grow out there. And uh, not, not just the buildings, although that's true, more buildings <laughs> pop up uh, from, from dormitories to student centers. And other places are closing, Mary. You know what? Um, certainly, the intercession of Saint Gianna. You know, if we want to certainly not just tip our hat to that, but really recognize the the influence of grace in this, and God's at work, and and to acknowledge that all of you are open to His work, uh, but you're growing, and uh, as you said, the largest class will be this fall of 2023. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's. What's a great that like problem. as dean? Yeah. 
it, it, it's been exciting and you know and I think all faculty and staff met with a couple of families yesterday and I said here's what we do well we advise well you will have advisors uh, you will have faculty in the classroom and you will have a group of people who care deeply about your son or daughter's growth and their experience from the residence life to the extracurricular you know they've got their whole strategic plan um, goodness through through sports if they're if they're an athlete the goodness through virtue I mean the whole thing is we are intentional about the growth of, of students and that word is getting out there I, we, we often say we are too well-kept secret too good of a well-kept secret out there and when people hear about us and they come there and they experience it and, and certainly our outcomes uh, speak for it. Our, our employers love our students, our clinicians, um, uh, the families, the alumni. Um, it, it's, it's a great place and that word is getting out there. So yes, we've got growth in our largest freshman class compounded with phenomenal retention. So we were able to keep students. So that means that we're doing what we're saying we're doing. So from freshman to sophomore year, we experienced great retention, which we've done some good things to um, we have somebody who is hired just to make sure that they are the care coordinator for a student if we find problems. Um, mm -hmm. You know, somebody's uh, grandparent dies. Uh, the, the RA recognizes that. They put out a call to say, hey, let's, let's make sure somebody is touching base with, mm -hmm. with Johnny. He's a long way from home. So we've got that whole wraparound care for our students to make sure so that they're getting yeah. to their end range goal. Mm-hmm. In cool. our nursing academy, we had one of our faculty who we just moved over into a role of a full-time student academic success coach. And so that is strictly her, her job is to make sure the academic, the clinical, the emotional, the physical needs are met for these students. That's fantastic. That is amazing, yes. You had mentioned um, earlier about the European pilgrimage. Do you want to just tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, so in 20, well, I suppose 16, um, Monsignor Shea came to us, and, and <laughs> you know, I guess I'm learning not to be surprised by, you know, <laughs> he came to a large meeting, so what do you guys all think about going on a, you know, fully funded European pilgrimage? And I think you could have heard a pin drop, uh, which was maybe not the <laughs> reaction, but I think we were just so shocked, and, and we shouldn't be anymore. But this was a great experience, and it's part of our whole hiring for mission and the whole faculty formation and that we, we don't just hire good teachers, we hire faculty who are also know the mission of the university and what will they do to continue to guide and form students. So this was a large part of it. We had some intentional study, um, learning about kind of the lowest of the low. What happens at Dachau, Nuremberg? How can normal people do what they did with medical experimentation. So they, they learned about World War, or we did, World War II, and then, and then we finally ended up in, um, in Lourdes. And we spent about a week or so there experiencing the healing baths oh, wow. and uh, the nighttime rosary, and we spent time. Uh, it's very unusual for people to be able to go in and to spend time at the, at the hospital. And so while we were there, there was actually, they were presenting a case on somebody who was going to have their, their miracle or their case uh, presented for the first time. And we were able to hear that, which was wow. just incredible. That so uh, Dr. Alessandro uh, presented that case to so somebody with, with MS. He went through the healing baths and wow. he was cured. Wow. And so we have no idea. Obviously, it takes years and years for yeah. somebody to be uh, considered a miracle, but we've got our eye, eyes open for that. And talk about, talk about a lived experience where, you're, where it was faculty that went on this pilgrimage. Correct. Is that correct, Mary? 
Talk about a, a moment of integration where you can see, I mean, all of your, you know, all your theoretical, the intellectual work you've done, and then how you practice it in the clinic, the, your, the cl clinical side, and it being integrated into your faith. You know, to take and you know, it's it's one thing to to be exhorted to live your faith when you're here, but to to see that firsthand must have been striking. It, I mean, there's just been so many eye-opening or life-changing moments, but certainly that was one of them. And and to see we we there isn't a ton of research, especially in some of our professions, about the role of spirituality and healing, mm -hmm. but we know it's there, mm -hmm. and, and we know that people who have a strong faith formation and and people who have a a belief in something bigger, they have healthier outcomes. And so to teach our students to, uh, first of all, be formed in, in themselves, but also how do you then extol that to your patients and clients that you're going to serve? What is that like, Mary, you know, with these young, and, and you get, like any profession, you get all ranges, right? So you're going to get your first year nursing student or uh, PT or OT student who, born and raised Catholic, perhaps even Catholic education, you know, a considerable amount of their lives, so they would be more familiar than those that are more on the periphery. What a gift to see them grow, right? And what has that been like? Maybe not just only that, but the university has such a great foundation of giving these students the tools to grow themselves before they can hand it off, right? You can't give a gift away unless you received it first. So t talk to us about that. What's that, you know? And yeah, so, so some of our programs, especially I... I PT, of course, I, I, I know very well, but you might get 50 to 60% of your students who are transfers, who, who didn't start out at the University uh. of Mary. And so these are a wide range. So you might come from, um, from California, from Alaska, from wherever. And, and so very varied backgrounds, very rich demographics and diversity, which, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. and, right. and our goal is, is, is for our students to be to learn how to listen to each other, to have a deeper understanding, and to be able to debate, to argue, to discuss in a rich, respectful way. And there are some really, really mm -hmm. hard issues uh, that our students are are facing. And, and, you know, I'm speaking to the choir here as far, as far as what those issues are, but it is difficult to be, especially in the medical profession at that time. And we want our students to be able to articulate in a, in a very rich, faith-filled manner that is filled with, filled with evidence, filled with faith, uh, based on the scripture, and who understand and are able to advocate for dignity of our, of our patients. It must be such a gift to see that from beginning to end. Even, so you have the transfer, but you also have the 18-year-old who comes in and then leaves you know, in whatever occupation, you know, whether they are yeah. a bachelor's degree in biomechanics or up to, a, a, you know, a doctor of physical therapy. What a gift to be a part of that. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. And sometimes it's, it's not recognized right away, but the wonderful thing is you have a connection with alumni. I see I have a text from a couple of alumni right now on uh, my phone. And, and to have that relationship go on and you see what these people do yeah. once they leave us. And sometimes that gift happens later in life. Um, but yeah, I, it, it's, it's probably similar to what you do. And mm. when you can see what, what, how people grow and if they are, pro, if they are passionate and dedicated to what they do, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Dr. Mary Doctor, Dean of St. Jen of School of Health Sciences, the University of Mary. Thank you, Mary, for your time. Yes, thank you. Uh, Father Hochalter and Karen Zelensky, we're going to a hard break and we'll be back uh, with the other half of our show. Stay tuned.